We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack of Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Packaday Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Packaday Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the Packaday Podcast. The only three hundred sixty-five day a year. Packer podcast always coming to you. Uh, for some reason, Maggie ditched me, Jacob ditched me, and they trusted me to make my own decisions on this. Obviously, a mistake because I brought in the guy that I do podcasts with Monday through Thursday. Todd, welcome in. Uh, thank you very much. It's been uh, almost what twenty minutes since you and I have recorded anything together, so uh, this will be brand new to both of us. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, no chemistry at all. Uh, no. Never seen each other before. Yep, definitely right. won't complete each other's sentences. <laughs> I know, and then we got another thing tomorrow. Literally, I I talk, I see you probably just as much wise. as you see your wife. See, oh that, oh I thought look, we were dude, look at that. On that. Oh yep. my gosh, chemistry is <laughs> out of the charts on this one. All right, so uh, obviously Packers played the Lions on Monday night. You hate night games, but. You still went to that game. How was it at Lambo with fans there for the first time in over a year? It was it was incredible being back in there, having the atmosphere back, especially for a Monday night game. Uh, it was dry for part of it, um, so everybody kind of got got to get in and and you know get back into the groove beforehand. I didn't get told to sit down once, and I stood for a good majority of the game. So I hope that that's something that's changing there. However, I will still say, uh, given the traffic and the weather after the game, I still prefer 12,000 people in Lambeau Field uh, like we had at the (laughs) NFC Championship game because that was incredible afterwards. It was like two minutes and I was out of town. Yeah. So what was was a better atmosphere? Well, I feel like it has to be my second option, but Lambeau fans back at the game or the Deer District when we went during the finals? Oh, that that's tough because le- the Packer fans brought it out. I mean, yeah. they hadn't done anything on that level as Packer fans in a while. 
the deer district was was pretty wild i mean hundred thousand people shoulder to shoulder at least i was able to get something to drink at lambo though that was nice uh, i didn't have to wait two hours to get a can of bloody mary that you didn't finish dude it was disgusting i've never i've <laughs> never had a can of something where i opened it took a drink and it was chunky in there i was like what the <laughs> hell is this i knew i was having bloody mary but it still caught me off guard yeah no it was lambo on monday night was electric it was awesome to be back there um i would say the only thing that i didn't like from the fans aside from trying to do the wave but they only did it on defense uh i'm an anti-wave guy i think that's pretty well known booing kevin king coming out of the tunnel i mean i don't even know that i i get it but come on guys it's it's week two at least wait until he gives up two touchdowns in the first half (laughs) i honestly think there should be unless a player says does like a ron burgundy Yep. At the end of the, in Anchorman, like I feel like you shouldn't be booing your own player because no. it's not like they're intentionally losing the game for you. You know what I mean? They're just as, if not more, disheartened by the loss of their performance than we are. So I think booing anyone, unless they pull that Ron Burgundy, is not necessary. Yeah. I mean, you could tell from Kevin King's um, training camp press conference, like, there was nobody that was hurt more by his performance in the NFC championship game than he was. There's nobody more upset about his performance in week one than he was. And I'm, I'm guessing there's nobody more upset about it in week two than he is like, he's, he's out there trying to do it. And like I've said before, I mean, we've seen the ceiling for this guy and it's, it's pretty high, but unfortunately Kevin King plays, spends a lot of time playing closer to his floor. Yeah. Um, but if he could just consistently play, I mean, even like eye level. We don't need him on the ceiling. Just play eye level, dude. Um, He'll be fine. How much do you think? Because right now, Kevin King's getting a lot of crap. uh, And honestly, some of it's deserved. But how much of the play is affected by our pass rush just being completely non-existent? Like the quarterbacks have all the time in the world to find their, to find the receivers. Yeah. I mean, that has a lot to do with it. Um, It looked like, there's been a couple of times that the there's been a breakdown in coverage, just miscommunication um, that are causing some issues as well. And that's going to happen when you've got him trying to work with, you know, a rookie over there um, in, in Eric Stokes, as well as, you know, everybody just trying to mesh together in a new system here. I know it's, it's a similar system, but it's still new. Um, and trying to, to get that all figured out, I think is going to be, you know, as the season goes on, work out quite a bit better. How? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think the communication is definitely going to have to improve because training camp and preseason, especially for the Packers barely playing any of their guys, like the preseason didn't really get that communication down. Practice can only do so much. So I think it's going to take a few, way, few weeks for them to kind of gel and mesh together to do well in the system. But again, the system looks very similar to when we had last year. Do you think there is a point to where the idea or attitude toward Joe Barry on thinking this defense and him as coordinator is not going to work out? Do you think that shifts or do you think there's going to be an overall theme for the season? You know, we saw in the second half, um, we saw reports that Matt LaFleur told Joe Barry to change things up, um, create more pressure. And and the defense played a lot better in the second half, uh, didn't give up any points. So, you know, it, 
if he can keep playing it like that, and that's what this defense is designed, you know, and what it's built for. It's got pass rushers on the edge, um, and it's got cornerbacks that can that can play bump and run and play physical. So I think getting those guys into their appropriate, you know, styles of play is going to be key. And if Joe Barry can get them there, I, I I think it's, you know, sky's the limit for these guys. Yeah, we but, meant- but we but we saw what happened with some pressures, you know, the little bit that they got the other day created a turnover, uh, created two turnovers, I believe, with pressures and a, a fumble um, as well as uh, that interception. So, I mean, you get a little bit of pressure that helps out everybody. Yeah. And we saw week one, too. It ended up being overturned for some BS penalty on Zadarius. But even that pressure where he got to Winston's face turned into an interception from Darnell Savage. So obviously we're not the first to realize when you pressure the quarterback, good things happen. But yeah, no, that has to definitely improve. I know Zadarius is out, but there's still enough talent with Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark coming in the middle. Uh, Kingsley Kiki has been extremely disappointing. I think it's because he hasn't been on Lombardi's bar yet, so he hasn't got that bump up. Um, but I don't know. I just, something has to happen in that defensive line. And you shared that, you shared that tweet from Ben Fennel about, uh, Tyler Lancaster in the middle, just getting completely mold over by two <laughs> key joint lion offense. Like he literally fell back. Like he was just trampled. He looked like yeah. that scene from Lion King Mufasa just getting run over. Yeah. It, like, you know how I feel about our our Northwestern guys up front. Um, <laughs> yeah, ev- everyone's always been terrified of that that Northwestern defensive line. Uh, they're just bad, and it that's not a good look. I mean, I don't care who you are, you don't see NFL defensive linemen getting rolled over on a regular basis. Yeah, like. You, you just don't see that, especially like he didn't go forward at all. No, he tried to fire off the ball and they immediately put him on his back. Like at, at what point do you just go, hey, man, um, lay down. That would be better. Yeah. Like and I feel just putting TJ Slayton in. I feel like if even if he went in the wrong gap or just did something wrong on that play, it still would have turned out better than having yeah. Lancaster in there. Just pancaked completely. Yeah, because that was awful. I just don't know what world it's like. You know what? Let's have Tyler Lancaster in instead of Slayton and Heflin or Helfin, whatever the heck his name is. Uh, He needs to be on the field more so we can learn his name. Exactly. Honestly, it's not our fault. It's their fault for not giving us that opportunity. Yep. Yep. All right. So you talked about pass rushers on the Packers side. We talked about a little bit. Let's switch it over. Some of the news today, uh, Elton Jenkins hurt his ankle uh, during the game on Monday. And he, they're going to give him the week and see if he can play on Sunday. Our offensive line gave up two sacks last week to the Lions. How, like, how nervous are you if Elton Jenkins can't play? Because even just me trying to put that those words into a sentence were hard because I just know it's not going to be good. Yeah, I mean, Nick Bosa. Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, D Ford. Like those are some guys that are that are tough to handle with a healthy line. Um without Elton Jenkins on there, I mean that's there's gonna be a lot of screen plays, yeah. a lot of draws. Like, and I don't even know if they'll have time to set up a screen. 
like the way that those guys come off the ball, it's you're going to have to move the pocket. You're going to have to get the ball out quick um, and hope that you can get something established so that you can start running the ball and kind of neutralize their pass rush. Yeah, I think we're going to see if Elton Jenkins can't go, I think we're going to see a lot of Mercedes Lewis on the left side, bringing in even a Daphne just to even if he lines up next to Rodgers on some shotgun place, just to have another person back there who can block. Not saying A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones can't, but I don't know. I just feel like they're so valuable in the passing game too, even if you do split back and then have one of them go out for a pass, but or two back set and shotgun. I don't know. It, they have to figure out something because they're going to need help. Like you even said, even with a perfectly healthy offensive line, this defensive line, going against this defensive line is a good test. When you're starting left tackles out, your new starting left tackles out that moved over from left guard, like you're in, you're in trouble. We already have a couple rookies on that offensive line. John Runyon, John Runyon Jr. Last week was really getting his first meaningful time. Uh, I don't know. I am not jealous of Aaron Rodgers and the pressure he's going to get next week. No. And I mean, once you move back, you know, from their pass rushers, I mean, they've got Fred Warner there, which we've seen what a fast inside linebacker can do against this offense, you know, last year um, with the Colts. Um, give me his name because, you know, I forget it every single time we talk about Darius him. Leonard. Yeah. Yep. Um, I always want to put Ladarius, and I Ladarius. know that that's wrong when I'm saying it in my head. Darius Leonard, uh, and then you've got uh, Devin White down in Tampa. I mean, those were two defenses that just went to town on us last year. Um, and Fred Warner's the same type of, of linebacker there. So, it's it's definitely a test for this offense. It's looking looked shaky through the first couple of weeks. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so with the Thursday Packaday episode, we usually cover the defense. So let's go ahead and switch gears back to the Packers defense. We are facing the San Francisco San Francisco 49ers, who it doesn't it seems that it doesn't even matter who they really have running there or like on the field. It Mike Shanahan. Kyle, sorry, Kyle Shanahan can really make magic happen on the offense. He's an offensive genius, probably one of the best in the NFL. It's probably him and McVay tied for first right now. So looking at this offense, what what do you think the key is to stop them? What do you think the Packers have to do going into this game that needs to happen in order for them to slow down this offense? Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field, Packers-Lions with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from TickPick, and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit TickPick.com slash Packaday today and use promo code Packaday to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets. Did you know that two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they turn 35? Spoiler alert, there's a reason I usually wear a hat when recording my Packaday videos. As I've gotten older, my hairline isn't quite what it once was. That's why I decided to try Keeps. Keeps has been so easy to use, giving me access to easy hair loss treatment and prescription medication delivered directly to my home. 
Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair with treatments starting at just $10 per month, and Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash packaday to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash packaday to get your first month free. keeps.com slash packaday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I think the defense is going to have to put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, looking at it right now, um, obviously Raheem Mostert's out. Uh, he's on the IR. They're already saying Jamichael Hasty is out. Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell are both questionable for this week. So their top four running backs uh, are all dinged up. You're looking at, you know, they're going to have to get the ball out to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel pretty quick which those are guys that, again, you know, those wide receiver screens, those dudes could make something happen when the ball's in their hand. Um, but I think, you know, getting pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo early and kind of getting him out of his rhythm is going to be key for this defense, which we haven't seen them really put a whole lot of pressure on uh, opposing quarterbacks. So if he can kind of sit back there and pick things apart like he has been uh, and then use George Kittle, it's, that's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, and according to uh, Pro Football Reference, they are last place with only one sack, and for pressures, they're tied for third worst with only 14. Um, Somehow the Carolina Panthers are leading that with 35, so we are 21 pressures behind the Carolina Panthers. Um, Not a good look. No, 
no, not at all. Um, I mean, we could say that part of that is because the Saints didn't throw a lot because they were up big on us <laughs> week one. So there wasn't really a lot of, of pass rush needed. Um, I think the the other thing here is, you know, uh, Jawan Johnson had a big game against us in week one from the tight end position. Uh, Hawkinson had a big game this week against us from the tight end position. Yep. I mean, if they've got to do something about George Kittle this week, right? Like you can't just go, well, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, they, they have to have a specific game plan to shut down George Kittle. Whether it's the Jordan rules, like the bad boy Pistons had, they have to figure out something that whenever George Kittle's on that field, they stop. This. They have to have something there. I don't care if we pull a Calvin Johnson, just double team him, but yeah. something has to stop. Something has to happen to stop George Kittle. Um, I don't see Campbell. I don't see Barnes being able to keep up with him. I don't know if you put in another safety and have Amos try it or Savage um, trying one of the safeties to kind of be on him. But Kevin King on him, not not going to be well, not going to go over well. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm with you. Something has to happen to him. And one thing that I was thinking too, which could be curious is, or that I'm curious about is Joe Barry's mentioned having different players at that star position, uh, that nickel corner. And this week we're playing the most talented slot receiver we played so far this year with Debo Samuel. Do you think this is the week where we see Jair play a lot of that star role or nickel position or nickel corner on Debo? And we have Kevin King out and we have Eric Stokes out on the outside just to try to slow down arguably their best offensive weapon. Yeah. I mean, we don't see a lot of, of Jair, you know, following guys around. Um, So I don't know how much they would put him in there. Believe it or not, Kevin King didn't grade out bad last week uh, in the slot compared to Shannon Sullivan. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if that's saying a ton there, but I, I don't know how they how they want to work that. And again, that has so much to do with: are they going to sit in a soft zone again, or are they going to play more man? Um, I think if they're going to play man, yeah, you you for sure match up. Um, Debo Samuel on Jair and just make him beat you. Um, but again, Debo is one of those guys that they'll put him in a lot of different spots, a lot of different looks, send him in motion. How much do you really want Jair, you know, running around that much and, and being trapped inside on some of those? Yeah. I'm. So we talked a little bit about the passing game. Now I just, whenever we play the 49ers, I just have horrible flashbacks to, the 2019 NFC championship game where Mostert just ran all over us. And it's making me think like, it doesn't matter that they're what running backs out for the 49ers. Mostert used to be a third, a third stringer, couldn't stay in the league and then just kills us. He's out this season with an injury. Um, I know Mitchell is questionable. Trey Sermon's questionable. Haste, you said is out. Are you still extremely nervous for this? Kyle Shanahan running offense. Like, I feel like it doesn't matter. They will find a way to be effective. I'm really not. Um, I mean, Elijah Mitchell's decent, but again, there's a reason he started the season. Um, I believe he was officially the the number three to start the year um, and then got some opportunities and played pretty well in week one when Mostert went down. Trey Sermon, his top end speed just doesn't appear to be there. Um he didn't look fast when he was in uh, Ohio state and I haven't seen really a, a extra burst from him in the pros. 
So even if he is able to, you know, get to the second level, he just doesn't have that breakaway speed. Um, So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Um, But I think this is a a game in which the passing uh, attack of the 49ers scares me more, but it is Jimmy Garoppolo. So expect him. I mean, this is game three. He should probably be hurt by halftime. (laughs) Yeah. When you think about it that way, I'm even surprised he made it this far, but, Um, but Trey Lance appears like he might be a little bit better than uh, Nick Mullins. (laughs) <laughs> are you nervous at all when Trey Lance goes in the game against us because the Packers always suck against running quarterbacks? Yeah. Yep. Uh, affirmative. That's... Are we just going to have Kaepernick flashbacks of just a quarterback, you know, is not very good, but somehow just does really well against us. Why did you have like, you don't have to bring, you bring up the 20, 2019 <laughs> NFC championship and cap. Like, do you not want me to sleep tonight? Is that what all you're right. trying to do? While you're we're giving me this... nightmare fuel right now. You want to talk about the Seahawks championship game real quick while we're at it? No. <laughs> I haven't drank in three and a half years. I'm still hung over from that. Game. <laughs> That's the one thing that just always drove you to drink. All right. Uh, let's go ahead. We'll start wrapping it up here. We're at that 20 minute mark. No one really cares about what we have to say with Jacob and Maggie not here. Uh, and honestly, this will probably be fired after bringing you on the show anyway. So it's likely. Yeah. And yeah. but. No swear so far. So honestly, you're welcome, Andy. And the good news is uh, you, I can't get fired because I don't even work here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, right now, who is your let's let's finish it up with this. Who is your X factor for this game? Who on defense needs to absolutely ball out for the Packers to uh, let's not even say have a chance because they always have a chance with 12 under center. But to shut down this offense, who needs to ball out? I think Kenny Clark's really got to have a big game up front. Um, you know, they're still going to try and run the ball. Obviously, that's what this team's going to do. If he can can manage to get some penetration in there and disrupt the the run game, uh, as well as get some some pressure on the passing game, I I think the rest of the defense is going to be okay. Uh, I told you on Lombardi's bar tonight that I think Kevin King's going to have a pick this week. It's been a long road for him. <laughs> uh, you know, the last handful of games going back to last year, I, I think he's ready uh, to step up and, and actually make a play, but it, it comes down to Kenny Clark up front. That's if, if he can have a big game there, I think that sets the rest of the defense up pretty well. Yeah, no, that's a really good one. I'm going to go, I guess I'm cheating. Um, I'm not going to go with one specific person. It's going to be whoever's matched up with uh, McGlinchey. So whoever's opposite of Trent Williams, because we know Trent Williams is one of the best left tackles in the NFL. I don't expect, especially if we can't get pass rush against other left tackles, I don't see it happening against him. So whoever's lined up on the opposite side against McGlinchey, I think is going to have to be the X factor. They're going to have to pressure Garoppolo. We know he's going to make some bad decisions if we get pressure. We haven't had that with Winston. We got it a little bit with Jared Goff. That needs to happen. This needs to be the week to make it happen. So whether it's Gary or uh, Preston Smith or Garvin, the one, the guy who said went to the locker room to poop, came back and made that pressure. Um, they need to do it. So before this, before you end up, I know that I said that was my last question. I'm a habitual liar. Um, I, I know that about you. Yeah, you know, that chemistry right there. I'm surprised we never worked that together. sentence. Yeah, yep. good point, good point. Who on the Who is the scariest person for you on the uh, San Francisco 49ers offense? I think it's George Kittle, uh, just based on 
what other tight ends have done to us this year. Like I said, Jawan Johnson and, and uh, Hawkinson have had big games against us. I, it feels like tight ends always have a big game against the Packers going back like, I don't know, 30 years. I just don't feel like we've ever, uh, the Packers have ever been able to stop a tight end. So especially an explosive one like George Kittle, they, they've got to find a way to stop him or at least slow him down oh. or at least not let everyone else beat you as well. Yeah. Or at least just do something like yeah. it's just even that. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, George Kittle is definitely a big one. And he, it's not even like he's a tight end like Jimmy Graham, where you know when he's on the field, like you just have to worry about pass. Like George Kittle is one where he's on the field. It could easily be a run. He's one of the best, if not the best, um, dual threat tight ends, one that will dominate in the run game and in the passing game. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Debo Samuel on this one, though. He leads the league right now in yards per game with 141. Um, he just... He's so explosive. He has 282 yards on the season already. That's why I'm really hoping we have Jair on him as much as possible. Uh, Jair is a freak. Debo Samuel's proving to be really, really explosive. So they have to shut him down. He's one that can make me that makes me really nervous because if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have his number one go to, that's just going to make him making mistakes even more likely. Um, but like I said. I already lied once. I'm not going to lie again. That really was our last question. So we're going to wrap it up here for your Thursday episode of Pack-A-Day. It's episode 1000, something, something, something. Who knows? I don't. Um, let's go ahead, Todd. I know you don't work here, and after today, you probably never will, or and I probably don't. But uh, tell the folks where to find you. Yeah, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter, at the Todd V. Um, like Jimmy said, we're we're recording pretty much every day during the week. Um, so we've always got something coming out for you guys to to give a listen to. Yeah. Uh, make sure you give him a follow. Honestly, it's a terrible time, but you will feel better about yourself just seeing how, how Todd is. Uh, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Go ahead and follow me at Jimmy underscore C08. Anything I do, you'll find Todd. Anything you see that Todd puts out, you'll most likely find me. Um, the old yin and yang, as they say. Yep. Yep, yep. All right, Todd, appreciate you hopping on. Thank you so much. And I will record with you again tomorrow. Absolutely. See you then. Go pack. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done